much to talk about this episode. Let's jump straight into it. Every day I ask myself, what am I doing to live my best life? Lifelong Learning and Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Three Pines Leadership. Here's your host, success coach, teacher, and mediator, Molly Doris. This episode, we're sitting back down with our favorite neural coach, Coach Libra, to talk about physical literacy and raising the healthiest kids we possibly can. I'm always struggling with is that when you look at the traditional way of healing, there's always like, you take the pill, you're going to feel better, but... And you have pain, take a pill, you you um, you have uh, anything that, that you need to go to the doctor. And usually it's just doctors don't have so much to do. They just say, okay, take this pill and come back. Let's see how it goes. But people don't realize that one pill taken every day can completely change the chemical way your body reacts. And it will only mask the pain to a certain extent because yeah. pain is only a message. Except if you had a physical injury to one limb. Pain is always a message and it's telling you something. So you got to listen to it, accept it, look at this environment you're in. What are the emotions you're having? What are the things you're going through? Are you under a lot of stress? Stress is one of the biggest causes of pain. And it's this, it's this century, the, epi- ep- the epidemic of this century. It's, it's making people get sick, too much things to do, too fast and at a fast pace and always have to be on the run. If not, you're, you're always going to be late. You're not going to make your boss happy. Then your children are not going to be happy. Exactly. And you, you're just piling more and more and more on you. And if we were to speak about physical literacy, which is what I, I learned it through you the other day, which is really interesting. I looked into it and there's um, a lot of people do, creating new programs where they bring children back to the roots to play outside and, and uh, enjoy what really playing is with no rules. Exactly. So that's a program that I'm working on right now. So I'm taking the structured physical literacy. So breaking down movement into its fundamental skills, you're kicking, throwing, balancing, Mm -hmm. sliding, uh, hitting, striking, throwing all of those. And I'm connecting it back to the idea that um, we're in an epidemic of nature deficit disorder where kids no longer are comfortable or knowledgeable about being outside and so they don't go outside and they're completely ignorant to the beauties and the wonders of our natural environment. Yeah. And so I'm connecting those two by, by introduce, introducing moderate risk, unstructured play outdoors mm-hmm. where kids can look for objects in their found environment, build their own like obstacle courses and build their own shelters and experience what, what a built, a built environment that they've created. So they have ownership over their environment, how that pertains and, and reacts and interacts with its, with the environment. Does the shelter they build protect them from the rain? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go visit that same space, that same natural space over the course of a year and watch how it changes mm-hmm. um, and learn to be comfortable in those environments. And it's, it's so important because these kids, I had, I worked with a, a six-year-old 
who went into almost a panic attack when we asked her to come outside and play with the rest of the group. We were doing a water ex ex exploration uh, unit and she went into almost a near panic attack and we talked to her parents about it after and her parents were like, why would you send them out in the rain? Like, mm. that's how kids get sick. That's how they're going to get hurt. That's how kids get diseases. I was like, oh, no, this is this is deeper than just the kids. Yes. It's you have to teach all generations mm -hmm. like you have to teach movement. You have to teach comfortable, like being comfortable outdoors mm -hmm. and a love for creativity and exploration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the biggest thing you can see is also the biggest influencers for children, uh, even for everyone, is your own parents. So the childhood you went through will definitely impact the, the decisions you make, the relationships you have, the fears you have. Like this little girl, she you're saying was scared of, of going outside in the rain because her parents were say, telling her, never go outside, you're going to get sick. And she thinks she's going to get sick, but it's it's... This is what's wrong with uh, this way that we're, children are being brought up right now is that they're not being exposed to things that are interesting and that will develop their, their intelligence and their, all their different aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What's wonderful about living in Canada is that we have such a diverse population. We have so many people in my community that I work in here that are from different countries mm -hmm. and they're so these kids have grown up with these parents who are not familiar with their current environment mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the parents fault that they they're not comfortable in this this new environment so i find it so amazing that i get to be the person that teaches these young people about their new space mm -hmm. i run bonfires where parents and kids will come and no, no one in the family has ever had a bonfire before. Mm. They've never roasted marshmallows. They've mm. never sung songs around a fire before. And I get to share that with them. And that then becomes part of the traditions of their family, mm -hmm. where it becomes an important part of their childhood to, to be outside with each other, to go for hikes on Sundays, or mm -hmm. to spend Friday evenings together with their community outside. Mm -hmm regardless yeah. if it's snowing or not <laughs> yeah yeah that's so important and you're you're gonna laugh but and it's not funny that I live in a neighborhood where um it's very safe for children and there's a lot of families and when I when my parents moved here my sister and I would always be outside playing with our neighbors and playing soccer playing basketball or with wagon little like wagons pulling each other down and up the street or with there's little a little um uh, scooters or skateboards going and falling and scratching our knees and doing riding our bicycles barefoot and neighbors saying you're these kids are crazy and and that's how we learn that how what is dangerous what is not dangerous what to be careful for when you see a car you move out of the way and all these things and recently last few months they they banned playing in the street in our neighborhood so children can't do it anymore because apparently it's too dangerous for a child to be on the street because they might get hit by a car and so these children have to stay in their house or if they don't have a backyard or a front yard they have to go to a park oops what is this i don't know and um uh what was i gonna say and it's very very uh, tragic yeah i can understand 
that we have more vehicles on the road now than we did when we were a kid. Yeah. I get that. But at the same time, we're also saying we're, we're punishing parents for letting their kids walk to the park and we're punishing parents for for letting kids be free and figure out those boundaries. And we're saying, no, they must stay cooped up in their house, away from the sunlight, away from the fresh air. Like, how is that? That can't be affecting our children in a positive manner. That that can't. Yeah. The and the 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 other connection to this is that one our our childhood is is where we build our connections, where we understand what things are, what dangerous, what danger is, what respect is, what play is, and it's through those things that we can understand how to adapt them into our later life. So if these things are not explored later on, these children will have trouble in in multiple aspects of their life, and you can you can. Uh, make a, connect, a direct connection because um, the less time they get to spend outside and playing and discovering these things, the less chance they have to be able to do this later on in their life. And this this is then where all symptoms come like ADHD or having trouble at school, having trouble having human relate, connect, or like connective relationships and uh, being able to do things on your own because you're dependent, in the, like dependent on your parents and it's sort of um, I don't know the wording, but it's just it's just something that has to be changed. And but I believe society is slowly coming uh, is bringing attention to this. There's a like what you're doing. There's a, a two girls here from a university in Montreal that are doing exactly what you're doing. That they're bringing children outside after school. The parents are really happy because the children then come home and they're tired and they sleep. And they're not exactly. on the video games playing all night long and sneaking their, their iPads into the room and <laughs> <laughs> or parents having direct access to to um, the limits of time they're allowed to spend on the iPads. And because a child should be able to choose and be able to learn that the limits and understanding why yes, not yes. being punished. That's for sure. I remember when I was living in France, so I was living in in a ski resort in France on the mountain mm-hmm. and all of the kids were heavily involved in ski team or in recreational skiing mm-hmm. and to see those kids after dinner how exhausted they were and they went straight to bed mm-hmm. they were so well behaved mm-hmm. and and they were excited mm-hmm. and talking about limits and risk these kids at age 3 when they were allowed to ski on their own were also responsible enough to understand that if they were split up from mom or dad or whoever they were skiing with, they knew exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind. The idea that these parents were like, oh yeah, I'll let my four-year-old go off with the six and nine and 10-year-olds because they all were responsible. Yes. On the end of, on the side of a mountain in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. It's like, that is amazing. That is a model that I wish I, I could present to the world. Yeah, yeah. It's so important. And giving the, in to a certain extent, giving to the independence to a child to be able to make decisions. And then if they're made right, then that's fantastic. And if they're whatever right is for someone and wrong, then they can be taught why, not punished. Exactly. And, yeah. How else are they going to learn if you're not yeah. guiding them along the way? Yeah. This yeah. is a fantastic opportunity, Bobby. Let's sit down and have a chat. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me today. It's my pleasure. Fantastic. Super, super. Once again, thank you to Coach Libra for joining us on this episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can get every episode delivered straight to you. And sign up for the Three Pines mailing list at our website at threepinesleadership.com. See you next week. And until then, be excellent to each other. Psst, it's me again. Just reminding you to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, and like us on Facebook at Three Pines Leadership. And don't forget to join us on our mailing list, and you can find out more information about us at threepinesleadership.com. All right, until next week, my friends. Mwah!